following is a live presentation of CITR News. CITR 101.9 FM presents News 101, Vancouver's volunteer-produced student and community newscast. Now here's your host, Brad Pepping. Good evening and thanks for joining us. In the news this week, we talked to Rebecca Beaton, campus representative for the International Sustainability Group 350 and organizers of the upcoming event Bridge to a Cool Planet. The action taking place this Saturday on the Canby Street Bridge is hoping to encourage Vancouverites to engage in climate change activism in preparation for the upcoming Climate Change Summit in Copenhagen. We'll hear what's going on with dinosaurs, actions and policy. As well, we'll take a look at student opinion about climate change and the Copenhagen Summit. We'll have all this plus sports and your weekly weather forecast coming up this half hour right here on News 101. First up, I am happy to present this weekly series with the Ubisi, a look at campus news with jo- uh, Joan Mendoza, Tara Martellero, and Charlize Gordon, who are in the studio this afternoon, bringing us headlines from this week's front page. I'm Tara Martellero for Charlize Gordon and Joan Mendoza, and these are this week's top stories. Students have their last chance to voice their opinions about the campus plan, which lays out the way UBC campus will grow and change over the next 20 years. The UBC farm, which was scheduled for development in the previous draft, has now been taken out of the equation. As Director of Campus and Community Planning, Joe Scott says people will have to stay tuned. However, students will not have, an, will not have another chance to voice their opinions about campus building plans until 2030. Andrew Carr, an AMS representative for the Engineering Undergraduate Society, is already pessimistic about getting large changes made this late in the game. Interested students can attend the last of the opening houses on October 20th. UBC Professor of Ophthalmology Chris Shaw has been a, lo- a vocal and known critic of the 2010 Vancouver Olympic Games for seven years now. As the games draw near, Shaw, as well as other opponents, have been approached by Vanock's Integrated Security Unit. The Impact of Communities Coalition, an Olympic watchdog, said that Vanock is doing this in an effort to create a climate of fear. The Integrated Security Unit maintains that they are just gathering information. BC currently spends about $644 million a year to maintain homelessness, says Monty Paulson, investigative editor of the web-based magazine The Taiyi. According to Paulson, the cost that the province currently spends on health and other costs for the homeless can be used to provide housing for each of them. UBC and SFU students have for years now enjoyed the comforts of the UPass. Students in other parts of the province are now lobbying BC Premier Gordon Campbell to issue all students in Metro Vancouver a U-Pass. However, TransLeague estimates that to open up the system to all students, the curtain rates would have to increase as the deal between UBC and SFU was worked out years ago. The 32nd annual Shrumble, a football game between UBC and SFU, well, sucked. SFU pummeled the Thunderbirds 30-1 to last Saturday in varying weather conditions. Hovering over the game was the fact that this is the last shrumble, as SFU is moving towards the Great Northwestern Athletic Conference of the NCAA next year. 
If the event is to continue in 2010 and beyond, it will have to be an exhibition game. Graduate students are now entitled to take three weeks of vacation per academic year. The decision was made by the UBC Vancouver Senate last Wednesday. Before this year, UBC was the only major Canadian university without an official policy regulating graduate students' vacation time. As one senator put it, the policy is to encourage lazy grad students to do work and to discourage slave-driving supervisors. The new policy, effective immediately, creates clear and formal expectations for both students and supervisors, replacing the unofficial and occasionally unfair arrangements of the past. Supporters of the SkyTrain extension to UBC better not get their hopes up, as the expansion of the Millennium Line to UBC is not happening in the near future. Instead, TransLeak is exploring other possible options. They'll be conducting a consultation exercise in November. UBC has said that the campus will not be affected by the proposed Bill 13, which, if passed, will allow municipalities of Vancouver, Richmond, and Whistler to enter residences and seize anti-Olympic signs within 24 hours' notice during the Olympic period. Michelle Alcoin, director of the UBC Olympic and Paralympic Secretariat, said that the University Endowment Lands Act separates UBC from the city of Vancouver and keeps the university as an unincorporated entity, where no major or municipal government exists. However, some students and critics, critics are skeptical of this statement, as allowing public displays of signs at one location and not others would be odd. This is Tara Martellaro for Charlize Gordon and Joan Mendoza for the UBC Student Newspaper. Thanks, guys. It's now time for a break, but stay tuned. Up next, we'll be speaking with Rebecca Beaton about the upcoming event, Bridge to a Cool Planet. Then there's the utter misery that is college radio, where they apparently just let any bewildered freshman wander into the booth and try to run a radio station. Um, can, 